Good morning, pre-show. Hey, I brought somebody else who hates Rogue One. Oh, good. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nick. Hello, Nick's Amber. back. Nick. Yes, I, I, I invited him to the show, you know, anytime he wants, until I realized he hated Rogue One. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> well, hate is a strong word, but I did, str- uh, I did use it occasionally, but I strongly disliked it. <laughs> <laughs> hate leads to suffering. Hate, yes. Hate leads to suffering. I'm not angry at Rogue One. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just a little sad and disappointed with it. So what's up? Well, you were mentioning. Oh, you. you I was mentioning that I've seen all the all the podcasts that I've seen. They use different uh, mics. The guys Earwolf use different mics. The guys Mm -hmm. on on YouTube do podcasts and shit use different mics. Figure out what they're using. Uh, I can. Are they all the same? They all they... seem to be the same, yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's some Audio Technica mics that are pretty popular, I believe, and then they might be the Hale mics, which are uh, these really nice dynamic microphones that uh, I know they use for the Twit Network. All right, so I should know more about microphones, but I don't. That's because <laughs> you're unplugged, man. <laughs> yeah, it's the Shure SM7. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, sure is a premium brand for sure. Yeah, four hundred dollar microphones, buddy. Yeah. I don't think we need four hundred dollar microphones. I just say if we, I mean, they're good mics. <laughs> I guess, I guess they are. I don't know. I would rather go somewhere than buy eight hundred dollars of microphones. Just, uh, just think, something to think about. Something to think about. All right. Maybe if we get enough uh, listeners to contribute. So much money we don't know what to do with. <laughs> uh, let's, see what, let's see what they are on Amazon. On Amazon, they're, they're only $399. Yeah, I wouldn't expect Sure would get much discount. Yeah. I had a pair of Sure earbuds uh, that I... They're great earbuds, and you could get them replaced if they broke. Uh, I lost them at the Whiskey Fest. Yeah. I had I have some sure, but they wouldn't work for I don't think podcast stuff. I have uh, two sure SM58s and an SM57. I mean those will, those will work, but those are more performance. Those are performance based. Right? I mean yeah. the the original mics that we started with were kind of clones of of those. Yeah, yeah, they're good mics for performances. Mm-hmm. The the next so the other things that they recommend is uh, the Audio Technica ATR. Those are only fifty four bucks. So, eh, maybe 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 I'll I'll splurge. Who knows? There's better things to spend our money on. I think I just I, don't, I mean we get you know enough to get two microphones from Saver. Yeah. First of all, we need to get a new mic, new button that works. <laughs> yes, you need to get a new, <laughs> a new cough button. That's the first thing. But that's fifty bucks. That's 50 yeah, bucks. I know. I don't know. I think I think there's we get that trip going, which uh, I did get tacit approval to do. So we need to figure out a little bit more on what we're going to mm-hmm. do with that. I thought we weren't doing that this year anyway. Oh, well, whatever you told me, I told Heather, and she's like, okay. Okay, maybe we're done. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was this year. What maybe trip it was, are you guys doing? We, we instead of going to Great American Beer Fest, um, we're going to do a, a 
a series of trips over the course of a couple of years around different beer locations in different, like, in the country. So Portland. Oh, uh, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Portland's probably top on the list. San Diego would be on the list. Seattle's, going back to Seattle's potential. Yeah. Uh, not Denver. <laughs> not <laughs> Denver. We've done Denver. Yeah. Uh, Austin. Austin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Austin would be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of other places we're not thinking of for some reason. Yeah, Asheville would be cool, but Asheville, it's, yeah. little on the, it's one of those ones that's like not quite far enough for one of those big trips, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, did you see the, the video that I left for you in the message? I saw the title of the video. Uh-huh. I did not watch the video. Okay, well, it's very simple. I, I, I understand. I, I Jeff was speaking last week about how this this was the coolest thing about the movie was this one scene and I gave him the gif of the scene where ooh the star destroyer pops in like that and just like boner and I then, popped one and then I gave him this which is our friend George Lucas special effects are just a tool a means of telling a story people have a tendency to confuse them as an end to themselves uh a special effect without a story is a pretty boring thing. Finn. <laughs> QED. And then he goes on to make three more movies. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that he made episodes one through three. I mean, which... hey, he was, he was right at the time. <laughs> and that's how I feel about that, uh, that gif. It's no, like, I, I, well, okay, yeah, sure. It's a special effect. I mean, it's neat. Yeah. But that's all it is. Well, it's not... I don't think it's neat because it's. I don't know what I think. I'm tired of talking about Rogue One. That's what Me too. I. That's I'm, what I'm pretty I tired of talking about Rogue One. I, I'm I'm kind of over it now. It, it's there, there's other things happening, uh, starting to at least. It's still January, so there's like nothing going on, but things are starting to, to to pop in. I um have you watched all of Black Mirror yet? I finally watched all of Black Mirror. Yeah, I binged it in like two days. I don't even know what it is. What? We've told you about Black Mirror before. It's a Twilight Zone, the new Twilight Zone. It's it's on Netflix. Does it ring a bell? All right, we're not doing the podcast. We're just going to binge watch <laughs> Black Mirror for the rest of the evening. Um, no, no one's told me anything about Black Mirror. It's uh, I, I watched the first episode of Travelers, which you recommended to me. Uh, not sure okay. what you see in it, really. Um, it felt very Canadian, like supremely Canadian. Was <laughs> exactly like, oh, those are all the actors from Stargate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very like it was the um, the director or producer or whoever. So yeah, Stargate. Brad Wright. Yeah, yeah. Um, Travelers is a show that's on Netflix, and uh, the premise is that there are uh, people uh, who come from uh, the future who are putting their consciousness into bodies of people in the past, like. 30 seconds before they're going to die, they get their minds transferred in and then they take over their bodies. And then there are, I guess there are complications that arise because, oh, now they have to live these lives. And there's some sort of thing they have to do also. There's some sort of goal they're trying to accomplish. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason they kind of jump into people who are about to die and then thusly avert their deaths. Like if someone's going to die no matter what, they're not going to jump into that body, Right. They don't want to tamper with the timeline more than they 
have to, right? So if they jump into someone who is going to live a long and fruitful life, otherwise, you know, it messes with that whole continuum thing more. So they jump into timelines that are just about to end, and then they kind of have a clean slate to affect their change. It still seems like they're affecting the future because there are people who would now live. Well, no, but they are affecting change, but there's less. Yeah, well, it's a TV show, right? So what I'm about to say. Yes, you can. Pay, you, I can shoot a hundred holes in it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm about to say is, they're jumping into the people that have died because it's a blank slate. There, it's not. They don't have to make sure that this person catches the bus on Tuesday and you know affects something that causes that. But their future, they are they they want to stop their future from happening. So what does it matter? Well, there's the whole paradox thing, but you just kind of if you're if you're traveling back in time, I assume that you're. You're ready for paradoxes. Yeah. I mean, if you're right, so part of part of the thing that's explained later, if you're, especially on, if you're trying to change the future anyway, paradoxes are kind of the name of the game. Yeah. So they explain where they can jump and how, like, who they can jump into, not who they can jump into, but what, like, when they can jump into people um, later on. So there's that whole thing at the beginning they talk about the tell, the time, and the location and stuff. So before modern technology and social media, there wasn't records of where people were dying, so they couldn't jump into 1940s, you know, Germany and kill Hitler type thing, because they didn't have the information. And then there's something like, you can't... Once they did their initial jump, every subsequent jump has to come after that. I'm not sure why, but they've, they've stated that. So, like, you can't have... A guide with later information of how the future has changed and jump into an earlier part in the timeline and be there longer than the main characters and type thing. Right? So, everything has happened. Everyone who arrives left in that order. Right? So, the newest arrivals know a different future than previous arrivals because they are affecting some change. Okay. Why is. Latitude and longitude important, and height, especially because you're talking about space that is different, right? I mean, uh, the Earth uh, and the Sun and everything yeah. is a different, yeah, yeah. yeah relative yeah. spatial coordinates. Well, so, you can you you can calculate that if you know the if you know where they're pegged on Earth, you can calculate with the time where the Earth is in space, right? So you can you can argue that one, I suppose, with with the with the sophisticated enough technology, you could in, in theory. Postulate back freaking time traveling. I think they can figure out where the Earth was on a certain day at a certain second. I I will grant that. I'm staying out of this. Hmm. Smart. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I still think I I urge you to watch through episode three. Okay. Then you can quit. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I thought for sure you'd like it, but. Um, they didn't really. Catch me, maybe because I wasn't, you know, I knew the premise going in, so I wasn't like wondering constantly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that still, I was kind of like frustrated by it more than anything else. I was like waiting for something more interesting to happen than just Eric McCormick looking at weird screens. I don't know, maybe, maybe it picks up. I, I think it does pick up. Okay. Uh, I'll give it. I'll give it a little more. Like I said, I thought episode two was a little bit slower, so I think three picked back up. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't tell you to watch episode two and you know 
give me your opinion after that one. I think that one's not as good as the pilot, but I think the third one and, and follow-ons are. I really didn't like that. Not every episode is like get a thing to do, you know, get a thing to do a thing, you know, that type of stuff. You know, some of the episodes focus on the different characters. and like Well, the, the focus of the first episode was on the Riri. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. On the what? There was. So I'm being, the people, um, so they did their like research on who they were jumping into from like social media and whatnot. And one of the main characters before she was jumped into was like pretty severely mentally challenged, but they thought she was a normal person with a librarian because her social worker had, you know, as an exercise, had her make a fake Facebook page, like with a different occupation and stuff. So they had bad information when they picked her type thing. So that's the story to, to kind of back that one up. But, you know, it was, I thought it was an interesting story because this, you know, girl, when she was, jumped into you know gained 20 iq points like immediately so everyone's like what the fuck just happened you know yeah okay and then so there's the there, there's some jump into the girl and automatically be hindered by her no 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 she had her own iq okay. now there's problems f- that are discovered later on in following episodes because of um physical deficiencies in the brain that um She's yeah, it's hinted to, at that they're that, she's that going the, to the, die sooner. So the, yeah, the, the girl that she jumped into because she did have excessive brain damage, even though this other personality and information, I guess, has been put in there. It's not just personality; it's information. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's everything. Uh, um, even though this has all been put in there, uh, she doesn't. There's not enough good brain matter left for it to to hold. So she's like going into seizures and stuff. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And one one of the um, persons jumped jumped into a heroin junkie when they thought like it was his first time doing heroin, so he's dealing with an addiction, you yeah. know, a physical addiction. So yeah. I just thought you know there's good stories about the people, but Greg thinks differently. So I thought I thought you know folk, you know having that kind of depth of character was the kind of thing that would get Greg into it. But I think on Thursday we were talking about anytime I give Greg anything it's usually I expect to come back with a well that wasn't oh, no. that I mean great. I, I haven't <laughs> given him a recommendation like this since Mr. Robot. Yeah. yeah. So was, Mr. Robot was good. Mr. Robot worked for me. Um this one didn't at least not yet. Uh, it is true that, that you know they gave you characters. Uh, definitely. Um, it all felt a little rote, I guess. It did. I didn't feel like the people, the actors, were putting much into the character. There was, there was, yeah. Give it a few more. Give it a few more episodes. Okay. I think if you give it through episode three, you'll see that it doesn't feel as. And you can see Eric McCormick working. Yeah, he, he's no. There was, there was, uh, there's one scene. I think it was in. It was no. It was probably in episode two, where they're going to infiltrate a thing and it was like make sure you step on your marks you know like you know to get the camera angles you know it was like not very yeah, fluid. That, yeah that, it yeah. felt rote it felt yeah. rote and and see i didn't get that after i mean maybe i was yeah. but that's why i say it felt very canadian they, they, it felt like like a not quite community theater but canadian television versus american television like like the the um everybody who was not a main character in the first season of orphan black for example mm-hmm. right right like 
Yeah, I mean, has it does yeah. feel a bit like Orphan Black. I think it feels, to me, I think it feels less Canadian than Orphan Black does. Um, yeah, I don't know. If you can, give it a few more episodes. I, I, I can. I, it, what else am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so those are my initial thoughts. It wasn't like, oh, this sucks, I'm turning it off. I watched the whole thing, mm-hmm. got through it. Uh, I shouldn't say got through it. It implies it was like sure. it was hard. It was just... No, you said they give you characters, and I think you know they take time and dev and mm-hmm. spend big parts of episodes developing the character, basically the personality of the person from the future in this new body, the relationships with the other characters, but also, you know, this dude jumped into a. So one are of there... one of the jumpers they go they go in teams. And one of the jumpers is the historian. So he basically has to... He's been maybe even modified to just remember everything. Mm-hmm. So for, to gain their funding, they he's memorized like horse races. So they bet on horses to fund their... Already major manipulation of a timeline already. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but they, no, they get into that. He starts missing on horse races because the timeline has changed. So, you know, they do a pretty good job at doing a time travel show as well as you can and cover some of the paradoxes and things like okay. that. So I've, I, I think I, w- I want to show you a couple other Star Treks, if you'd be okay with that. Not necessarily character ones. More things that I think they're more either action or, more, or really more sci-fi, you know, sci-fi premises that I think you'd like. Sure. I guess I mean, I've seen... A whole ton of next generation. You know, I didn't really watch too much Voyager or anything. So, I can no, no Voyager. I would never recommend. Oh. I can throw a couple of next generations you may have, or may or may not have seen, and a couple of Deep Space Nines that are good. Um, if you're interested, yeah, sure. Black Mirror. Uh, for so now, now, you, now you get to not be involved in the mm-hmm. conversation. So I saw. Um, <laughs> So I finally saw all the episodes, mm-hmm. except for the only one I haven't finished is the first episode of season Two. three. Oh, three, yeah. Which is which is kind of lame, anyways. That was the least. Favorite. It, it the episode of season three for you, Jeff. It is uh, basically a uh, a more elaborate version of the Meow Meow Beans episode from Community. And as soon as I started seeing, it, I was like, "Wait a minute! This is already done in Community." And obviously, because Meow Meow Beans is one of my favorite twenty-two minutes I ever put to film. Uh, Obviously done way better. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's not bright. It's got Bryce Dallas Howard in it, and she's the one from Jurassic World, which you haven't seen. Uh, but it, uh, not it. I don't like her as an actress. Yeah, no. The first episode of season three was very. Uh, it, it got annoying. Huh. Like I understand the idea that it was kind of supposed to be that way because it's all about these very. Um, frivolous characters and and very shallow and it was just very annoying after a while that i couldn't it got a little better near the end but it was still quite annoying but then the season got really good after that so then i watched playtest that i just watched playtest playtest was okay playtest the ending rubbed me the wrong way because they shouldn't have done the very last twist the last twist made it all not matter whereas the you know before when he's encountering his mother and she has the same thing his father had and then he has to wonder whether he's in the dream or not mm-hmm. that's a much more powerful kind of black and then they just oh 
Yeah, and they yeah. ended and it and then the whole that. thing is like, oh well, the no- nothing actually mattered. So yeah, it was just kind of like uh, that one was just like, oh okay, I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, because I, I expected there to be more things involved there, not just that. Oh, this all happened in ten seconds. The the third episode was um, shut up and dance. I like that episode. That was a little too reminiscent of White Bear for me. In terms of the the same kind of premise and the same kind of, uh, oh, you find out that this is not quite what you think it is at the end, and okay, yeah, but I mean, it, it it felt like it was stringing me along a little bit too much. The fourth episode was San Junipero, which was kind of like not. It was more like was just it, a, it was actually a happy Black Mirror episode, sort of, yeah, yeah, like a very. One, one thing kinda. I noticed is none of the reviews I saw got, sort of got the ending where they had the two things next to each other was was essentially their tombstones yeah. next to each other. I never, I didn't see anybody like realize that on reviews, which struck me oh, as really? because it was the first thing I thought. Yeah. Was, oh, it's just like you know, just like she and her husband are going to have two tombstones now. These two have these two tombstones yeah. next to each other. It was nice, happy. Yeah, it was nice and pleasant. But it was like everyone was like, "That's yeah, great." And I was like, eh, "Okay, it was okay." Uh, the the fifth episode is the one I just watched. The military one. I thought that was great. That was one of my favorites. That was actually probably the yeah. favorite one next to... I, I love Shut Up and Dance. But after that, I would have to go with the, the military one. That, that was one. great because that was, that was the kind of Black Mirror story that I like where it's like shocking but also you could see... That yeah, happened. that was that was really fucking yeah. <laughs> and like crazy when they were talking about everything that happened through, and then when he starts getting all the transitions of it, and uh-huh. you're just like, wait, what? Yeah, so that was happening. Yeah. And then the uh, the last episode is the the hour and a half one with the bees. The bees. And, I like that episode. I, I mean, it was obvious from the beginning. Like they they telegraphed the bees thing super quick. So yeah. I was so I was really hoping that it wasn't going to be. An hour and a half waiting for them to figure out it's going to be. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Fortunately, twenty minutes in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, then it got absurd with the whole swarms <laughs> dancing. It was like, okay, this 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 feels more Transformers than it does Black Mirror. Yeah, um, I mean, it wasn't my favorite season. I don't think it's their strongest yeah. season. I thought it had its moments. One thing uh, I was thinking of was okay. So the, the the prime minister is targeted, right? And they're like, well, what are we, they were going to get you to some some place in in the country or, or or blow up the hives around you? And I was thinking, put him in a fucking submarine. Yeah, yeah, or just in a underground. Yeah, well, like, a submarine problem solved. You're not going to get bees. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking they were, they were having a little bit too much difficulty with yeah. saving lives because uh-huh. come on i mean it's also wait it was in the mri and the thing got blown out right so yeah. okay so magnets will stop these things yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean the, i didn't like the emp an would stop these long. things yeah. yeah i mean there's so many you're also talking about stopping everything though well i'm, I'm just saying like if you if you really needed if you needed to do this or certain people or large amounts of people are going to be killed. Yeah, you do what you need to do. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I I think the strongest episodes out of season three would be the shut up and dance mm-hmm. and the uh, the military one. I can't think of the name of it. Men against fire. Men against fire. Yeah, yeah. That those two are the strongest. I think out of all of them. I like the 
the happy one. I mean, I liked the happy yeah, one. Yeah, I thought it was, it was a, but it was it didn't feel Black Mirror to me. Well, that's why I kind of liked it yeah. was because wow, it's a Black Mirror episode that's kind of like I actually left it going. Well, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than, huh, huh what? <coughs> um. <coughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, though, this, this season, I think, definitely was a little, little weaker than their other ones. But there was also more episodes. Because mm-hmm. season one's three episodes. Seasons two, three episodes. Four, if you include the holiday special. Yeah, well, the holiday special is still my favorite. Yeah. Because that's... It's got John Hamm in it, first of all, John. And, uh, yeah, I, I love John Hamm to begin with. I'm that's always probably biased the, towards the, him. I mean, it feels weird to give you, like, the best episode like, <laughs> to uh, to introduce you to it, but that's also I think it's, like... It, the it, it, strongest yeah, episode it, they it's, have. It's such a great introduction to the premise. So I would and it's, say, like, three episodes in one. Yeah. So, uh, so maybe I'll uh, send that one to you. Okay. That'll I just break. subscribe to it now, so... Yeah, cool. check out the watch with the White Christmas, and then mm-hmm. you can start from one and yeah. go on. I think you won't have to jump around because White Christmas that was <sighs> such a good episode. Yeah. I know and John Hamm. I mean, he's I, so good. I, I just love John Hamm. He Anything plays, in he does, I'm just like, all right. He's so good at playing like uh, a creep who you'd still like. <laughs> you still empathize. Yeah, empathize you still with. like empathize and yeah. also sympathize. Mm-hmm. Like everything about it, you're just kind of yeah. like, wow. All right, I mean. What did, what did what did he do? Was it that bad? I mean, <laughs> you feel you feel bad for him. It's kind of like that one uh, that one movie, Hard Candy. You ever see that movie? No, I haven't. Have you ever seen that one, Jeff? Hard no, Candy. Yeah. I can't quite remember who's in it. it two famous actors and act uh, that people would know. But the storyline is this guy um, goes on like Craigslist kind of thing, and he's talking to this young underage girl who's like 13, invites him her over to his house. He says he's a photographer, and he's looking to do this like photo shoot. Well, he kind of hints that he's trying to sleep with her throughout the movie, and so he's a pedophile. And then the tables kind of turn, and it turns into like a... Uh, it just this giant torture scene. I'm trying to think of the movie from the 1970s with the big lady that puts up misery mm. and it turns into the type of misery movie where the girl's now dominating over this guy and like torturing the shit out of him to where you feel bad for him. Like he was the pedophile, but you feel bad for him. Like that. It's like that kind of mm. whole premises movie. I mean, not to the extremes of white Christmas. Cause I don't think, John Hamm was that bad of a character for to those extremities, but I don't know. Depending based on what he did to how many people. Well, if you're talking about his job, yeah, yeah, his job. I was talking about what he was getting incriminated for, right? Yeah, but his job—that's <laughs> you got to yeah. just <laughs> check it out. Um, Jeff, the, the episode of Star Trek that I'm thinking of, and I asked if you've seen this one before, but the, the it's called Cause and Effect. And you know what a teaser is? But before the you know before the credits, they have the teaser. Okay. Uh, you know it's it's whatever it can be five minutes. It's just basically introduction to the story. Mm-hmm. Beat the teaser is one of the shortest teasers I think in in Star Trek history. It's about twenty seconds, and it's the Enterprise blowing up. <laughs> so what I like about it is is it's, it's it's not a teaser where you can watch it and say, okay, this won't be interesting, or, or <laughs> okay, there's nothing going to happen in this episode. <laughs> So, okay. 
Right. Yeah. And it's got lots of cool... It doesn't have battles, but it has space stuff. Space stuff. Well, I like space stuff. You do like space stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking, like, maybe I can get you into some cool Star Treks by giving you some of the more sci-fi-y slash adventure-y uh, stuff. Because, hey, you like Star Wars because of the adventure and because and of the stuff that's there. Maybe if I showed you some of what Star Trek can do on that, you'd like that, too. Okay. Maybe. Who knows? Like, you're trying with Travelers? Maybe it'll work. Maybe if I get, maybe a couple episodes in, I'll get it. I gave you one episode of Star Trek, didn't quite fit. Maybe I can do it with the right episodes. Okay. All right, we're challenging each other now to to a TV <laughs> off because the cool TV starts in April. That's when Far goes back. That's when <coughs> uh, Better Call Saul is back. I never finished season one of Better Call Saul. Why not? I just got like four episodes in. I was loving it, and I just got busy, and I just never... One thing I love about Better Call it. Saul, that's characters all the way. Every mm-hmm. character that is three-dimensional. Every character is not... There's no two-dimensional cutouts in there, at least main character-wise. Um, right. And everyone has reasons for what they're doing. And it's so it's so good at that. I think it's better than Breaking Bad. It's definitely different than Breaking Bad, which is what I liked about it. It didn't yeah. take the same. I was expecting it to be Breaking Bad 2.0. And it, but it's not that it's at not, all. It's not, no. Yeah. I, like I said, I only got four or five episodes in season one when it first was released, and I was still on the weekly releases of it. Then I just got busy and just never got around to finishing it. It's really good. And yes. what's your name? Uh, the girl who plays Rita is like, even better in season two than she was in season one. Yeah. It's Oh yeah, I and Michael McKean is fantastic. Yeah, Michael McKean is awesome. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, such, it's a good, just a great story. And Jonathan Banks is always fun. It's so funny. I'm noticing Mike Ke- Michael Keaton in so many different things, like all over the place now. Well, just I think like he kind of you know small roles, like cameo stuff. He just kind of appears out of nowhere. Birdman helps, right? When you get that kind of exposure for something, it helps bring you back into the thing. Remember, remember when John Travolta was in Pulp Fiction? He'd been in nothing for a while. He gets into Pulp Fiction, and all of a sudden he's everywhere. Now he just didn't choose the right projects because eventually people are like, "Okay, you're not, you're okay now. You're an angel." Was it Mike? Michael? Michael, Yeah. yeah. And then um, there was uh, the thing with the he had psychic powers. Oh shit! What was that? Um, Ah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. And those, br- in, those like don't forget he was in a biker gang too. I don't know <laughs> that horrible movie with like Robin Williams and all of them oh, in it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Wild Hogs. That Wild was it. Hogs, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't uh, Tim whatever Tim Toolman Taylor. There. Yeah, yeah, Tim Allen. That Tim was Allen. it. Not Robin Williams. Tim Allen. So yeah, there's my. Uh, you saw the picture, but yes. there's my latest three doodle. That, that's that's scenes. impressive. Yeah, that, that's that's cool. more impressive than I thought it would be. Yeah, I'm gonna work coming on, around this to, to the. Uh, I think to I'm gonna try to do a Rick next. But did you do that on Twitter? Like, I did. Yeah, that? yeah, I saw it. So the way I did this one is I took some modeling clay, and then kind of got the chest and the head angle and mm-hmm. stuff. And then, as you can see, it's kind of. I, I was going to close in the back, and I decided not to waste the plastic. So I, that's why the wire frames there, but kind of just went over top of it, and uh, I did the legs uh, separate thing, welded them on. Same with the arms. 
So, yeah, Mr. Meesix. You can go on my Twitter and see it. Look at me! <laughs> um, shit, what was I going to say? Uh, John, John Travolta, we were talking about... Oh, and also in season three of Better Call Saul, Giancarlo Esposito is coming. That's... Um, What's his name? Gus. Gus Fring. Oh, okay. I was thinking... Uh, oh, he was all right. Oh, Gus Fring. Sweet? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking um, Tuco's uh, Victor Salamanca, but mm. he's already been in it, so... Yeah, he's already yeah. been in it. So, yeah, Gus Fring's going to start to appear this season. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> all, your, yep, all your favorite Breaking Bad characters. I was there. I was there. And that's at Russian River. Yeah, I, was, I just found the gone to pee. Mm-hmm. I thought that was quite, and that was that, that's nice and useful because that place is always packed, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's hard to find a seat at the bar. And I imagine in there was one place, and I did have to go to pee eventually, and I just put that up. So yeah, wow, and no one took your seat. No one took my seat. It's pretty nice. Yeah, so that's uh, north of uh, north of Seattle. Is it Sonoma? North of San Francisco. North of San Francisco, Sonoma. Yeah, San Francisco. It's in your, it's, yeah, it's in Santa Rosa. It's part yeah. of Sonoma, I think. You drive past lots of grapevines to get there. <laughs> um, let's see. Anything else? Anything else? Yeah, I don't know. Half my week was tied up. It was our sales kickoff, so I was busy supporting them and drinking a lot. So, <laughs> good and the bad. Uh, any of us could find your books. Sorry. Oh, that's quite all right. Uh, have you... Uh, I got, I brought a growler last week to Greg uh, from the Dancing Gnome. Have you heard of them yet? From I've, had a, I've had a few of their beers. I haven't been to the place, but it's on tap around town. Oh, is it? Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, they're like 10 minutes from my apartment, so okay. I've been going there quite a lot. They make a lot of like really grassy, hoppy kind of beers there. Yeah, I had jam. Okay, yeah, I had I jam. had their um, Australian Pale Ale. Those are the two that I've had. I don't know which one that would be. I think it's called Australian Pale Ale or Australian... Yeah, that's why I'm not sure if I had that yeah. one quite yet. But uh, the the jam was okay. The strawberry and pale ale was kind of lackluster. Yeah, they have. Uh, I had the Mister G, the Mosaic Jam. That was the one that you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, Lustra, Infinite Highway, um, Caligo yeah. is this oatmeal stout that they make. That on tap, man, I was loving it. And I got the growler of the... It's the, their only stout they have there. And I got a growler of it to take back. Because um, that's the only beer at the place that Erin liked. Because she mm-hmm. doesn't like the hoppier stuff. So she liked the... the, the yeah, just just like Heather there. She's getting into stouts and stuff. Yeah, she's starting to get into stouts now. She actually goes nice. to the bar now and will order a beer without even asking. Just Sweet. Yeah, she's getting there. But uh, So I brought it back. And within like the next day, it just didn't have the mm-hmm. same... It was appeal. 
it was kind of ordinary and even even a little bit like the lackluster. I think mm-hmm. this was a great. But I really enjoyed it at the bar to where I was like, this. it was the first one that I had when I got there, so I was still sober. Right. Like, and I was just like, all right, this is really good. I really enjoyed it. And then Aaron liked it, and she loved it at the bar too. And then when we got it on the Growler, it was literally the next day. I crack it up when Greg's there, and, mm-hmm. and even Aaron's like, this doesn't taste like the same beer <laughs> as it weird. was yesterday. Was the carbonation level fine? Yeah, carbonation. Yeah, fine. I don't know what it. Maybe I have no idea. It could have been. It was only like half full, right? So it had just a lot of oxygen there. Yeah, come. it was half full. Oh, it you drank some the day I, before. Uh, yeah, I oh, did. Okay, so that I thought you meant. Why. It yeah. sounded like you had just opened it for the no, first time. No, no, I forgot to note that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was well, then half that full. that makes more sense. Then yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't draw any conclusions. Yeah, like half open, yeah. a half okay, open so growler overnight. Yeah, that'll take a lot to shine off a beer. Good to know for next time. Yeah, because I we went, a whole bunch of other friends came back from the dancing gnome. We were out of beer, so we just cracked open the growler. Mm-hmm. It, real cheap though. I mean, that's what I, I like that place. Too we were just for. at the grist house um, Thursday. Uh, yeah, grist house, uh, and another place I love going and a dry log grist house and dancing gnome. I mm-hmm. really loved their New England. IPA. They have one on there. Oh, they have one on? Yeah, and it's super cloudy. It's orange juice. It was great. I thought it was great. I got a growler of it. Okay. Um, uh, but I drank it. Yeah. It's okay. I, <laughs> I feel I, guilty uh, about it. I've, I've been to Gristel's plenty. We, you know, the, when it's nicer out, take the kids down there. There's yeah. lots of dogs for them, the mm-hmm. pets. And uh, it was I, rainy. I, and it was <laughs> rainy. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think I prefer dry log better. So do I. Then, then Grist House. But Grist House is better for hanging out. Um, the beers are a little bit more just approachable. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. That, than uh, Dry Log. But yeah. I mean, they're both good. Dry Log has sort of an air, especially in that room, has sort of an air of pretentiousness to it. Yeah. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but just, you know, it's a little bit like that. I yeah. Never, well, you never considered that of Dry Log. But you're not, but, yeah. I mean, but it, it feels like because when I went in there, because I'd never been there before, I went with you, and it, it feels like, um, like you went into, uh, like a winter log cabin home or something like that, like, like a because that, that's sort of the decor they're going for, yeah. So, like, a really mm-hmm. nice cabin in the in you know, in some rich part of town. <laughs> I guess I, I guess you're right. I kind of saw it more as a a barn in Belgium, but you know it's it's not barn. It's nicer than a barn, yeah. but it's you know it's that's. I thought it was more of the you know the farmhouse you know type thing. I've but but yeah, you, you're not going to have the same kind of hangout ability yeah. at, at dry log as you get. I mean, well, just just him and me. It, yeah. you know, that that's fine. We can hang out and, and drink any type of beer. I think. But it, if there's like multiple people, then it's a different story. I think yeah. Grace House is probably better for multiple. People. Yeah, I mean, I've gone to dry log, but I've gone there with a whole bunch of people who like their beers. We go there, we play games, sit at the tables, bring some games, play and drink. I mean, I I like the beers at dry log a lot better than Grist House a lot more, just because. I like that sourness that you mm-hmm. get from there, but you still kind of need to be in the mood for that to go to dry log. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like you can't just go to dry log every single day. Cause I, I also think that with the greater reward, there's somewhat of greater risk, right? Because some of the dry logs, you know, like I, I had enough. So what's I that? Had, have, had, haven't had, haven't had enough. enough. You know, you're ordering 
they're they're a higher price point beer, and they're some of them are yeah, awesome. Right. Then you get the one that's in the Syrah barrels with the raspberries, and it's you know it's like oh, oh okay yeah I, I, yeah that I, one, I right? had like one that was like Pom- just okay Pomino. maybe like a little bit overboard on certain areas. So yeah yeah. yeah. Where at Grist House, I've had less things that have been truly exciting, but I've had nothing that I disliked. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, I, I, my favorite beer the Thursday when we went was there. Everybody's waiting for the weekend. <laughs> well, tell, <laughs> yeah, tell the, me, what you told me the waiting for the weekend is what it's called. It was great wheat wheat beer, and when I ordered it, I just started singing. I said, "I'll, I'll have the waiting for the weekend." And the bartender goes, "You know, that's why we named it that." I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, that's why I'm that out. That's why I'm singing it. You know, I know that you know that. So I, <laughs> I just assume that's why you named it that. That's why I was I, singing I, it. I think it would be funny. Like what? Wait, what? <laughs> I thought I, I came up with that all on my own. Yeah, I wish I could have been that quick to yeah, do that. I, yeah, but no, it was more of like, uh, yeah, I think I caught on. <laughs> You I mean, in her, de- for, in her defense, she's probably talking to a whole bunch of people at the mm-hmm. same time. So, <laughs> but I, I just can't imagine. What, just imagine that if she's asking that, if she's saying that, then I assume she said that to a couple of people. That means that there must be somebody who would have been like, "Wait, really?" <laughs> <laughs> You know, this sounds a lot like working for the weekend. Yeah, that's why we named it. No. Mind blown. <laughs> no, no. More so, I'm thinking that someone orders it singing to the right melody. To the right me- melody. But not thinking of the song. Not thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's quite possible you could hear it as an earworm and just not make the connection and just have a melody stuck in your head and not realize it. <laughs> I mean, I find that very hard to believe. I just think it's think, what, what did she expect? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's why we named it that. Yeah. <laughs> I caught on. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm in the fucking Matrix. No. Yeah, but I... I and then the Grist House, uh, you also get the food truck. Yeah. That's, that's a true. bonus. You don't get that at Dry Long. Even though they did just start serving food... I say it's not worth. It's really not that great. <laughs> they have food trucks there occasionally. And yeah, and they also have that black chipper farm or thing, whatever. They just got like in-house sandwiches there, um, starting maybe last month or two months ago. Okay. Can't remember. And uh, I've had it a couple times. It's really pricey for what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting like it's only like. Maybe like seven to ten bucks for a sandwich, but the sandwich is maybe like four inches, and it's like a oh, st- like a thin man sandwich. Yeah, and that's just like all it is. But those are really good like really thin man sandwiches. So these you, ones are man. Yeah. Mm, mm, I gotta get back to thin man. Not being able to ride my bike that takes that little bit. It's like right on the edge of taking too long to walk. Mm-hmm. You, you can drive there. It's not. Yeah, I guess I could. I don't have my car most of the time though. Oh, uh, that's true. Sure, you could find somebody with a car. Actually, that'd probably be easier. Find someone with a car. Yeah, can can you drive in just and wait outside Thin Man so to have to find the parking spot? There you go. You, I, you could just call I'll it. Wait in. here while I eat my sandwich. No, no you could just call it in, <laughs> no, order it, see. bring it back. No, they use Postmates to deliver too, so you can order out. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. 
This guy. This guy. So much good food. Gotta yeah. spread it around. You can't eat them in every day. No, no, I'm not suggesting you do. But I mean, like, I, I'm in, you know, the Green Tree, uh, that park, but there's not a lot of good food around there. Have the drive to get to any <coughs> decent yeah. food, so. I'm with you. There's a cornucopia of great lunch options. <laughs> and when I could pedal a bicycle, they were all easily within reach. I had knee surgery back in October. Oh, I didn't know this. And I had my last, well, most recent post-op on Thursday. And he's like, yeah, three more months. No, don't load the knee. What? Uh, so He's sucks. like, yeah, this takes a year to heal. I'm like, he never told me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we should move on to the show. Sounds good. Yeah. <clears throat> 